everyone. This is Diane and Andy with What's the Hook? It's Thursday. Yeah, we're a little late this week. It happens. Um, but it's Women's History Month, so we've got lots of very cool women on TV to talk about because so much has happened. But first of all, we wanted to talk about the SAG Awards. And um, it was kind of nice to just see a regular awards show. What did yeah. you think? What did you think, Andy? Yeah, it's it's refreshing to see some actual red carpet action. It felt kind of normal. It felt normal-ish. Yeah, it did. And it was nice to see some fashion. I mean, I'm a big fan of the fashion. I don't know about you, Andy, but uh, you know, no, not no. really. That's <laughs> no. fine. It's fine. Well, I like that people are dressing up again. I like that. You know, it was very nice to see a red carpet. Andy, what were the highlights for you of the show? Well, for me, it was the, my two favorite female, female television performances from last year were Jean Smart for Hacks. Amen to that. I stand Jean Smart. I think she's so phenomenal. And I just love every single thing about that show. It's just one of my favorite things of all time, literally. We are in sync. Yeah, there. just such a brilliant, fun, cool show. And then um, Kate Winslet for... Mayor for mayor of East Town, and she's so good, so so good, and so deserving. I mean, I I had no doubt she would win, frankly. But... Aren't we confident? <laughs> it's too bad she wasn't there to collect her award, though. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. I have a feeling. Maybe is she does she live in England? I don't know. Hello, I'm ignorant. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good. Maybe she's doing something else. I mean, she's got to be one of the most high de- in demand actresses in the world at this point. So. Fair dad. I mean, she it's has been for a while, but. Even more so now. So Well, as for me, I was really, really happy to see the Succession cast because I stand that show. I can't get enough of it. And it was just lovely to see them all together. And uh, it was just nice. It's always nice to see kind of actors get together. It is always a mutual admiration society. So many of them really do actually seem to admire each other's work. And that's a very, very nice. Yeah. Especially because having worked like in the management side of the industry... My patience with actors can sometimes be a little short, but that's actually very nice to see because they do seem to really enjoy celebrating each other. But anyway. That's awesome. And the the individual actors kind of got robbed because the vote was split with like three of the male stars all nominated oh, for succession. Best, for succession. Yeah. Three of the best or the, the yeah, three of the male stars nominated for best actor and I think I yeah. and that kind of thing I think is gonna happen with the Emmys too. Because, you know, these these are all very carefully calculated how they enter the nomination process. Like, which category do they nominate themselves in supporting or as best actor? That's a, It's a whole process. It's a very tricky process. And that's where actor's ego comes in. And oh, we could do a separate episode just on that. Well, we should because it's fascinating. It really is. And, and the fact that three of the male leads got nominated in the same category... Is not ideal for any of them. I think that's in the terms problem. Of actually, when, winning. Well, I think the problem is that's the problem when you have so many talented people. Yeah. In one cast, yeah. it's just there is so much talent in that cast, and also, you know, the writers tend to they really distribute the material so everybody gets their moments to shine. That is very true about that show. There is no discernible. There's no weak link. Lead or weak link. Right. Yeah. And it's like Brian Cox, you know, he's kind of the the wise elder of the group. But well, he's frankly, the... like Jeremy Strong was phenomenal this season. Well, everybody, like they I all mean, were. But for mag- me, it was Jeremy. It's Strong. It's a magnetic yeah. performance. And Karen also, Culkin is Karen just Culkin. endlessly 
hilarious. And also Matthew McFadden, who got to have some yeah. really wild moments. Yeah. You know, and he had some very intense scenes with uh, Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv. Oh, did they? Ever... Oh, I could go on about this forever. Yeah. Anyway, but, great uh, that they won an ensemble. That's that was well deserved. But Andy, our uh, our first show to talk about uh, speaking of powerful women. Yes. The dropout has just dropped three of the, the the first three episodes on Hulu, available for streaming right now. Andy. What do you think? Well, I stayed up late last night. They dropped at 9 p.m. <laughs> on Hulu last night. So I stayed up late for you all so we could talk about this today. I love it. It's great. I've, I've been fascinated. Like, I think we're both on the same page where we both listened to the, the, the you know, podcast. the Dropout podcast. We've both seen the doc. At least, I've seen at least one documentary. I feel like maybe well, more. Alex Gibney made that great documentary called The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley for HBO. And that was probably a couple years ago yeah i feel like it it feels like at it was a long time ago at least one to two the last two years are a black hole so who knows <laughs> it might be longer than that maybe it might have been longer than yeah. that yeah excellent documentary and also maybe uh, it was early pandemic just shout out to the abc news folks for the dropout podcast which you should listen to yeah even even if you're watching this series that podcast is just excellent and um, and it's such a fascinating story. It really is. There's also another podcast called Bad Blood, and there's the, that's the one I've listened. The to. author of the book. I was listening to some of that as well. Because Bad Blood is a Wondery podcast. Oh right. Okay. And for whatever reason, I'm real clued into Wondery because they just make these amazing podcasts. Like that's where Joe Exotic came from. Right. Um, but anyway, Amanda Seyfried as Elizabeth Holmes is quite a performance yeah it's it's been uh, it's cool to see her depicted as a younger woman kind of before she became yeah, she came right, in the public spotlight when the story starts she's that. like 19 yeah she's going she's in school and she's contemplating not going to school so that she can pursue her passion project you know the idea that she has for this at-home blood testing um and here, the one of the twists for me is the showrunner on this show is Liz Merriweather, who did New Girl. Yes. And I'm a little hit or miss with Liz Merriweather. I've liked some of her work, haven't liked some other things, but I thought it was really interesting that she took this on because to me, there's no real comedy in this story. That's really interesting. I listened to an interview with her this week. I wish I could remember where it oh. was. Um, but this was definitely a shift for her coming from... Right? Network sitcom. And she talked about how she doesn't really ever want to go back to network sitcoms oh, because wow. this gave her more creative control. And, and just not having to pump out so many episodes all the time is just a completely you know, different experience. And, and having to commit for seven years and all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I found that Amanda Seyfried's portrayal like a little like borderline comic because she... Kind of shows well, the tics, crazy? tics and awkwardness of Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And I think... But frankly, th- how could she not be crazy? She kind of was crazy. Is it crazy or is it impassioned? I think well, that's that's what I kept asking myself. Crazy or impassioned? I think it was impassioned but without doing the work. I think... It was ego-driven. I think with me it was also that big bug-eyed stare. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And that freaked me out a little, yeah. which maybe it's supposed to. But that is also, Amanda Seyfried has those gorgeous eyes. Yeah. And then when she evolves and she finally 
you know, dons the Elizabeth Holmes, the black turtleneck, the black jacket, the red lipstick, the pulled back hair. That's when you just go, oh boy. I mean, that's a real, like, revelation moment. This is, it's a fascinating part of the show is that it's showing the invention of the character. Yes. The character yes. of Elizabeth Holmes as CEO, which, which is great as all these documentaries and podcasts were. They didn't have that ability that TV, our beloved well, TV, has to the visual, really... The visual element. Yeah. 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 To show her kind of getting in the character as in those first... Um, I've only seen the first two episodes, but right. even then she's kind I've of... I've seen a little more than that because I did have access to screeners. I don't want to leave out Naveen Andrews, who plays Elizabeth Holmes' yeah. uh, entrepreneur boyfriend, Sonny Balwani. Um, if I've been a fan of Naveen Andrews, what, since Lost. So it's always yeah. beautiful to see him turn up in anything. He's very, very good in this. Because Sonny, uh, is, as depicted and from all accounts, Sonny was a very, Sonny was a very controlling man who really... I don't want to say did his best to guide Elizabeth, but really took a very strong hand with her in terms of telling her, none of these people will take you seriously unless you do X, Y, mm. and Z. Yeah. And it was very interesting because she, it was clear that Elizabeth Holmes has a very indomitable will of her own, but he definitely had a big influence on her. And what's really great is as they were making this, Elizabeth Holmes' trial was going on. Yes. So they were watching for news of the trial, and as we record this today, uh, I guess she's due to be sentenced soon. Oh, right, and right. She's, and she's a new mom. She's she's married. She's got a baby now. So it's a whole, it's just a whole thing. I'm sure there will be a sequel. But um, also, before I forget, props Can I to, just do a quick shout-out? Yes. Uh, uh, before we do move it, on, I just wanted to say Laurie Metcalf is, is phenomenal. She, Laurie Metcalf's one of my oh, favorites of all time. Yes. And she plays um, the professor, which is, this is one of my favorite parts of the documentaries and the podcast, was the interviews with this professor, whose name is Escaping Me, who Elizabeth Holmes actually did take her concept to. And this professor said to her face, this is stupid and will never work. Pretty much in those words. And, you're, you know, this is not going to work. And then, you know, kind of had her come up in many years later when the company folded and she was able to say, yeah, I knew this wasn't going to work. And anyway, it was fun to see Laurie Metcalf playing that very strong, uh, strong opinionated um, professor. So. There's nothing like a good I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I know. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what other tech startup shows are, are coming up because there's a it's, lot. Yes. And I, let me tell you, on these TV shows, there's, there's so much happening in terms of people who have let power go to their heads. And I just want to remind people on Sunday nights... Uh, teamed with Billions on Showtime, Super Pumped the Battle for Uber, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, man, this show just has, I think I might have said it last week, so much big dick energy. It's almost <laughs> scary, but it's it's fantastic. And the, and it has, they depict the relationship between Travis Kalanick, the founder of Uber, and one of his VC guys, played by Kyle Chandler. And those are some very, very strong, strong scenes. And it's just kind of this battle of wills. Because, you know, Kyle Chandler's VC guy has a way of doing business, which is not Travis's way of doing business. <laughs> and Travis's way of doing business is very much move fast and break things, which we've heard, you know, about Facebook. 
And speaking of which, just uh, so you know, Super Pumped has gotten a second season. Oh, wow. And the second season will be about Facebook. Oh, and wow. it will focus on okay. Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg. Oh, so they're going to do different and companies. I, That's awesome. I cannot wait to see who gets cast yeah. for season two. We need, a, we need a Google one, too. Uh, you know Maybe what? that'll be season three. I bet there's a plan. Mike Isaac, who wrote the book Super Pump, The Battle for Uber, I believe is writing. he's writing the Facebook book right awesome. now. Oh, so wow. he will also consult on that. And the other Power Mad series is coming from Apple TV+. Plus. It's called We Crashed. And it's about the fiasco that was WeWork. And the married founders of that, uh, Adam Newman and his wife, Rebecca, portrayed by, oh, get ready, hold on to your hats, Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. And I have watched a few episodes of this, and, oh, it's just, it is divine in a way. I mean, these stories are just like, I guess I just always have a problem with, oh my God, I can't believe how much they believe their own bullshit. <laughs> yes. I mean, Andy, you've met people like this. Yeah, I have. And they scare the crap out of me, <laughs> frankly. I mean, I feel like it's one in a thousand that actually has proof of concept. But anyway, it's really fun that we're getting all these dramatic retellings of stories about these massive companies we all engage with. So, um, I like yeah, I think I like that We Crash is coming later in March, but I got to double check that date for you. Um, Andy, some things that we both watched. What did you think of the Euphoria season finale? Oh, man. What a ride this season was. Oh, man. I was in the mountains on a trip with some friends, and we had made it very clear to one of our friends who doesn't watch, who I will make listen Spoiler to Spoiler alert. That she was not to talk during the finale. She did try to talk during the finale. <laughs> and let me tell you, we were not happy about it. Those of us who are obsessives of the show, like myself, right. just were... Um, it just was, it was everything we wanted, I think. I found it extremely emotional. I found it just really beautifully done. It stuck the landing for me. How about you? What did you think of the shootout? I was like, are we in Breaking Bad's series Thank finale? You. Like, dude, that was, wow, I was not expecting that. I thought it was too long. And I understand that Sam Levinson does a lot of stuff for the tension and to really ratchet up the tension. But I feel like he has... Sometimes I feel like he has no concept of time. <laughs> the, the other thing, by the way, the internet was enraged about was Dominic Fike's song that it lasted like a good three to four minutes. And, and people were like, even fans... And I gotta tell you, this is another one of those shows. I don't know if you've noticed this online, but it's one of those shows where the fandom is a, a little toxic. Yeah. You know I, I, I don't engage with it like too that? much, but I see that. I see that even if I dip into Twitter. Well, because if you go on Twitter and you look at just replies, or if you look up when the show is trending, which is like every Sunday night that it airs. Well, what did, you shared that article with me that it was the second biggest HBO, it is now HBO the show? second biggest HBO show of all time. Second only to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Sit back, everybody. That's... Just think about that for a minute. Huge. Who saw that coming? At the beginning of nobody. season one. That would be nobody. That would be no one. Um, but yes, it, it was definitely a a strong ending to a season. Um, I was just glad that Fez did not die. Me too. Because I would have been really upset yeah. if Fez died. And by the way, if you don't follow Angus Cloud on Instagram, you're really missing out because he's delicious. And he does tons of fashion shoots. And honestly, that might be better than the show for me. <laughs> Very, 
very bad. Anyway. Wow, that's, that's... I digress. That's a big statement. Andy, our other favorite show, Somebody Somewhere, also had a season finale. Yeah. And geez, I'm just, I'm still in love with this show. I am too. It's such a sweet show. Such a sweet show. I, I... Um, it was episode seven, and I just assumed there was going to be an episode eight because most shows have at least eight episodes, and then it was over, and I'm like, wait a minute. So I, to me, it was a little short, and I and I, but it just left me left me wanting more. That's the positive spin on that. Is it just left me wanting more? And the good news is we'll get more because yeah. they HBO's already ordered a second season. What I loved about this finale was, you know, we got to see Bridget Everett sing more, and mm-hmm. she is known for being a cabaret singer in New York. God, she's so funny, and just a songs funny broad. She, she's singing these these raunchy songs that she's singing. Oh my God, is there like riding around in this like custom? Because there's nothing like her singing about bus. dicks. Yeah, just singing around, about dicks. Oh my God, yeah, all drunk in the tour bus. In the tour bus. Being driven by Fred Rococo. Fred Rococo. Oh, it's You can j- call me Fred Rococo. Murray Hill. Big shout out to Murray Hill because, my God, so wonderful is Fred totally Rococo. Totally star turn in this show. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um. So, boy, oh, boy. Just loved it. L- loved it. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, props to uh, Mark Duplass and Jay Duplass, who produced the show. Jay Duplass also directed a bunch of episodes, including the finale. Oh, I didn't realize that. Really lovely. I'm not sure that they, there's anything they've made that I didn't basically love. I, I feel like both of them just have such beautiful, like, sensitive hearts. Yeah. That anything they touch kind of gets infused a little more with, with that. Real humanity. I think yeah. they're just, yeah, I think they're just very humane storytellers. Yeah. Okay, but now we have to veer to the inhumane. <laughs> no, no, I'm Because we yeah. have to talk about Woo! Severance. Yeah. Which... Oh, yeah, you know, you really have to gird yourself before you watch Severance because there is an intensity to the show. Andy, how are you feeling so far? We're about, what, three episodes in, four episodes in? Um, yeah, I think three. Three? Three for the general public. Yes, I'm a as little such ahead. such as myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I will not be spoiling anything. <laughs> Please don't worry. Yeah, I'm still loving it. I mean, it's kind of like hitting a chord for me because I've worked in so many different office environments and seen so many different situations and but did and, you ever feel like sort of like an office robot like yeah, in this company always. in Lumen? every time like basically yeah this not obviously this is this is a you know sci-fi version of that taken to the max yes. but the idea that you have to check your real self and show up as this kind of other person is resonates for me and I think resonates for a lot of people I think especially after the pandemic when a lot of people's work routines got shifted so I'd say if if that sounds at all of interest to you just there's kind of a metaphorical aspect there of of how do you show up to work and do you show up as your full self or do you show up as kind of like a corporate robot your work self yeah Yeah. and and have no life outside of that and so that part I'm finding finding really intriguing I'm loving the acting Um, the set design is still just like to me, I just this mid-century minimalist, brutalist design for me is just like hitting all chords. So I'm loving it. Um, I am really entranced by it. And I will tell you, there is some much more hardcore, intense things oh coming. Yeah. It feels for like For Britt Lauer's it's... character, your favorite Britt Lauer. I love her. Yes. And also, there's a really oh. interesting thing that goes on between John Lithgow and Christopher Walken. So keep your eye on that. 
Uh, I mean, the cast is just chock full of great actors. Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. Once again, just like... Just throw her on the screen and she can stand there. Right? And it's going to be the best moment of your day. Like, I love her. And this is very sort of stripped down and very reductive in terms right. of acting. Underplayed almost. But my God, the impact she has. She's just... She's so, so good. Not that she's ever bad, but she's so, so good in this. And Adam Scott, who... I mean, who we're also going to see in the Party Down revival coming soon. Which is more his speed. Totally. And like, kind because of you think of him from Parks and Rec. Sweet comedy dude. And here and he's he, really it's, it's very tapping much, into something else. And there's a real duality too, because his work self and his Audi self, which is what they call it in the show, which is his not work self, um, are going to have an, int- I have a feeling they're going to have an interesting showdown or I'm not even sure I haven't watched that far ahead but I have a feeling there's something in the offing it definitely feels each episode like they're ratcheting it up a bit the tension tension and the conflict and it's it's not uh it's not an easy show but it's well worth your time I will say this uh as a huge compliment there's some really fucked up stuff and I like it. <laughs> I can't lie. I like it. It's done really well. It is not haphazard. Everything is very calculated. And I really admire that. So, anyhow. Love it. Um, the other thing, um, Andy, are you going to watch Joe versus Carol on Peacock? <laughs> because that also <laughs> dropped today on Peacock. Ugh, insert there's, evil laugh. There's eight episodes starring, um, uh, sorry, John Cameron Mitchell best known for Hedwig and the Angry Inch as Joe Exotic, and Kate McKinnon plays Carol Baskin. Andy, what do you think? You gonna watch? I got, listen, I, of course I was watched the, you know, Tiger King. Tiger King, like everybody else, and <laughs> I got real sick of this media sensation after a while. I got really tired of it. I thought, like, we're just focusing so much on these trash people, and <laughs> putting Joe Exotic up on a pedestal, even though I know, anyway, it was... People did kind of celebrate him, in a way, for his craziness. And I thought he's just a trash well, human that doesn't deserve the attention. But, yeah, he's fascinating to watch. So, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm definitely going to check it out. I started to watch some this morning, but I got derailed. Oh, the story of our lives. We get distracted. But, you know, you also have to remember, a lot of people get celebrated because they're a little off. I've also started to watch the Kanye documentary, on Netflix genius shot by a friend of his and like the, the first episode's like an hour and a half so I'm about halfway through that and it's literally kind of you know they're setting up kind of a chronology of how he you know got different levels of success producing and working with other artists it's very interesting I'm sort of interested in you know is there a moment when things went left Interesting, and I feel like it seems to me like, given that how closely he was involved in this, we're not going to get that from it. But maybe I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I just, I just have to say, like in this month of Women's History, Women's History Month, and the fact that he has been trolling Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson and making things really uncomfortable for them and potentially putting them at risk, and all the crazy antics he's been doing and controlling possessive behavior, I'm just really, really 
anti-Kanye right now. Totally get it. On a happier not, not, on not, a happier not, note. not denying his genius as a musician because yes, he is an amazing, amazing True. performer and artist. And on a happier note, Kim Kardashian West got you know yes. got the legal location, got her name. She is officially legally single again, and is back to Despite using Kim Kardashian. Manipulative yeah. efforts. Yeah, I guess yeah. his lawyers were entering motions that were absolutely ridiculous. Oh, gosh. But anyway. Um, some upcoming things to tell you about. Actually, some things. Our Flag Means Death dropped three episodes today on HBO Max. And um, this is from creator David Jenkins and executive producer Taika Waititi. Taika, what? Taika can't do anything wrong. No, he can't. He's but the amazing. great thing is that it stars um, Rise Darby, who is so funny as the manager on Flight of the Concords. And basically, he plays like the head pirate of a ship. <laughs> and yes, it's a period comedy. So it's it's just goofy. It's just a goofy, fun show. So if you're in the mood for that, um, you know, and check that out. And that's out now, right? It is. Uh, I believe the night? first three episodes are, as of today, the first three episodes yeah. have dropped. So you can watch those on HBO Max. Awesome. Over on regular TV, as we like to call it. <laughs> um, Bravo has two premieres tonight for Top Chef which is in Houston this season, and Top Chef Family Style, which is like a fa- family's cooking together. I think that's kind of cool. That's sweet. And that show always makes me hungry, so I feel like... That's why I can't watch cooking shows. I totally get it. I need the food in front of me. <laughs> and I don't care how it's made. I just want it presented to me. <laughs> anyway, that's, I, every I time I watch Top Chef, I think we, we still need Smell-O-Vision. Smell-O-Vision, yes. Why? We have all this technology. Why is there no Smell-O-Vision yet? Um, tomorrow, March fourth, uh, uh, a few a few things to be aware of. Amy Poehler's documentary "Lucy and Desi" about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz has its premiere on Prime Video, and I'm really curious to see this because I did watch "Being the Ricardos." Yeah, did, I did you watch too. that? I did too, and I was fascinated by it. I'm not sure it was the best movie ever made, but I was fascinated by the story. I, I didn't. There was so much I didn't know. I think a lot of people don't know just how much Desi Arnaz knew about TV and how great Lucy's instincts were. Oh, both of them so were I'm, just little tycoons. Big tycoons. So I'm really curious to see the documentary because yeah. I have a feeling it will lean more into that. Uh, yeah, I, I'll definitely be watching that. And the other thing, for those who have been watching Love is Blind, Andy, this is not for you. <laughs> but no. if you watched the second season of Love is Blind, Netflix is dropping The Reunion tomorrow, March 4th. Uh, and geez, there were some real pieces of work on, on the show this season. That's I'm going to leave it at that since I have no one to gossip about this with because Andy just doesn't want to watch it. I did. I tried to watch uh, Netflix suggested Love is, Brian, Love is Blind Brazil. And I thought, well, maybe oh, the Brazilians right. will, will win me over. And I'm nope. sorry, but they didn't. They did not. They did okay. not either. All right. The, the other thing I started to watch was Pieces of Her, which is also dropping tomorrow on Netflix, starring Tony Collette, Bella Heathcote, and Omari Hartwick. I know nothing about this. It is, Tell first us. of all, there's a lot of violence, so I want to just give you a little red flag about that. Basically, in the first episode, there's a very violent shooting that happens that Tony Collette and Bella Heathcote, who plays her daughter, are a witness to. And in the aftermath of it, we learn that Tony Collette's character apparently 
led a whole different life before the one she's living now. Oh, I love that. That's about as far as I've gotten. That's all I can really tease. That's what I think it is. But it was so violent, and I was watching it at night, which I should never do because I'm a big chicken. Yeah, that's that's intense. And I had to turn it off and Uh watch the rest (laughs) of the morning. Yeah, Yeah, it's bad. That's okay. Um, On a lighter note, the second season of Central Park the Apple TV Plus animated musical, which is really wonderful, uh, is returning with season two uh, tomorrow, March 4th. So I love, boy, I love this show. I love musicals though. Like I'm really hoping Apple TV Plus also orders a second season of Schmigadoon. Have they not I, done that yet? I haven't seen a second uh, season either. order. That's and such Cinco a great show. And Cinco Paul just got like a, mu- a movie project. He's mm. so talented. So I'm, Really, I just loved Schmigadoon. I did it, too. Oh my gosh. Such a fun little delight. The way it just played on every single trope of musicals and musical comedy and Key, and uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong were divine. Absolutely. So, so good. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, this is also talk about a fandom. Oof, Outlander oh, yes. is returning March yes. 6th on Stars, And... Uh, I, I'm sure these people will go crazy. The fans are some of the most I love me some devoted Outlander. fans. Well, you like looking at Sam Ewan. I do. <laughs> I do. I really do. And you just want to see us, Sam, if he wears anything under the kilt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the show's already established that he does not. <laughs> I think we know that already, Diane. <laughs> That should be a, that should be the companion podcast under the kilt. Under the kilt, oh god! <laughs> and also, good news, uh, more good news for Outlander fans. Stars has also ordered an an Outlander uh, prequel series, and I believe Matthew Roberts, who's one of the executive producers of Outlander, is going to helm. He's going to be in charge of writing that series, so that's a good thing. Um, also, on March sixth. Um, winning Time, Rise of the Lakers Dynasty premieres on HBO, and of course it'll also be available to stream on HBO Max. If you're a basketball fan, or it, honestly, this show is for people, even if you're not a basketball fan, it's so well done. John C. Riley's performance as Jerry Buss is not to be missed. There's a whole bunch of celebrities playing like real-life roles, but I gotta tell you, John C. Riley is... It's a gem of a performance. He's so, so good. Is that a story you're interested in? No, but I think I could be after watching that. I've, I've read a little bit about, you know, a little some previews of it. Yeah. And I think I will get into it once I've watched it. I'm not like, I didn't watch the big ESPN documentary. Um, that was, I did not either. Yeah. That was about the Bulls, right? Yeah. See, I don't even know. That was about Michael Jordan. So obviously, no, this is not in my wheelhouse. But it looks really good. And I mean, I'm a big L.A. fan, so I got to learn more about my Lakers that I've never been to see. (laughs) Okay. And the other thing I really, I wanted to mention this again. NBC's doing a little twist on a dating show because I guess they they don't want to let ABC own that whole space or Netflix really with Love is Blind. So they're doing a show called The Courtship and it premieres March 6th. And it's, they're also, I think, stealing a little of the Bridgerton idea mm-hmm. yeah. because it is a dating show that has no swiping, no smartphones. Uh, a young woman named Nicole Remy is transported back to Regency-era England in the hope of finding a love. So This is, rea- this is a reality show? It is a reality but show. It's, but it's 
But they make everyone dress up. Okay, got it. And it's kind of set in this beautiful English countryside, bucolic, you know, castle-like setting. The guys, like, have archery contests. It's none of... It's literally kind of the antithesis of The Bachelor in that I think they just are doing the the Bridgerton-type throwback and they have to court her in a very old-fashioned way. I like that. Interesting twist. I like that. I might I might tune in just to like check out how they do it. They're not just sitting there manipulating each other in a room together. Or just necking. Or just necking or just like, you know, trying to prove that they're hot or whatever. It's like they have to go out and actually do stuff. Well, yeah, and I'm wondering if the conversation will be any more substantial than what we see on The Bachelor. I mean, that's a low bar, of course, but, you know, we'll see. Um, And finally... March 8th on NBC, you'll see The Thing About Pam, starring Renee Zellweger, but trust me on this, you you will barely recognize her, as Pam Hupp. The show is being, the series is being done in conjunction with Dateline because they did a whole series about this. It's a true crime story about the murder of a woman named Betsy Faria. And Pam Hupp, played by Zellweger, was Betsy's best friend. It's a pretty, I think it's a four or six part series. It's very interesting. I don't usually like run to watch every single true crime story, but this is very well done. Nice. So just a little a little tease for you. I'm going to watch it. Um, there's so much coming up. There's so much good stuff yeah. coming up in March. We'll tell you more next week. Yeah, you are. We're going to have a lot do. of stuff to watch. <laughs> a lot of work. A whole lot of stuff. <laughs> um, anyway... Um, Andy, where can everyone find you online? I'm at Seriously Andy on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me under my own name, Andy Cown, at Facebook. And I am The Surf Report on Twitter and Instagram, and under my own name, Diane Gordon, on Facebook. Feel free, DM us, uh, message us, let us know what you're watching or what you'd like us to talk about. We're totally open to that. Um, you know, we always welcome suggestions. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Tell a friend, subscribe, like us, whatever you want to do. And we will be back next week with more of What's the Hook. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.